Welcome everyone to another exciting episode of Between the Lines. I am your host, Tipu We have an absolutely exciting show again, once more. Zuma has been in the news. He's been more popular for the last, I don't know, six days than probably ever before in his career as a footballer. And been strange results all over the weekend in all the, you know, all the big leagues. Aaron Rodgers just got his fourth um, MVP, NFL MVP. This week also, the NBA had a lot of crazy trades and, you know, we'll run through them. King James had an absolutely new record of being the greatest uh, scorer in terms of points, point accumulation for him, even over Kareem. So we have an amazing show tonight. Everybody's, everyone is around. Obisa is around. Olashegun is around. They will be joining us. Um, how are you guys? Doing great. Doing really great. Yeah, we good, man. We good. We just yeah, need another another week. So let's yeah, let's go. All right. Okay. Um. So Olashegun, just run through the results quickly so that we can take it from there. Okay. Um. Yeah, so there was a there was a, there was a lot of games, primarily games during the week. A couple, uh, just mentioned them. Yeah, Burnley, Burnley United, one uh, one. Uh, Liverpool, Leicester, two two nil. Liverpool win. Arsenal, one nil win against Wolves. And then obviously over the weekend there were yeah more games. Uh, United, uh, United uh, again another one one uh, draw against Southampton. Everton first win for them under under Lampard, three uh, nil. Uh, home victory against Leeds, City four nil home. Uh, yeah, home victory. No, away victory rather. I think it was a it was yeah. a Norwich against uh, Norwich. Uh, Sterling, Sterling a hat trick. Uh, Liverpool one nil Burnley today. Uh, Wolves two nil uh, against against Tottenham today. Uh, yeah, they 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 won and then uh, West Ham scored a, uh, an equalizer to make it two two against Leicester. So yeah, it was a two two um, draw for them. And then yeah, over the week there was also the club World Cup. So Chelsea won that. Um, in, in the semis, they uh, they drew, they, they beat uh, Al Hilal one nil, and then uh, in the second game, well, that was the final rather, they beat uh, Palmeiras in extra time two one. Lukaku Lukaku uh, getting getting a couple goals there, and then uh, yeah, in the, on the continent as well. Like today, there was a let's go. No, not yet today. I think it was yesterday. And let's go four three against Getafe. And then uh, Espanyol is playing against yo. Sound is funky. Okay, I'm coming. Yeah, so Espanyol is playing. Uh, Espanyol is playing against Barcelona at nine. And then Napoli is playing against Inter. Uh, they played against Inter rather one one. And then uh, at Atalanta, Juventus would, would be on shortly. So yeah, that was uh, that was just a rundown of, of the of the weekend um, the weekend's football results. Also in Spain, Atletico beat um, Getafe 4-3. Suarez didn't see a penalty. A couple of goals by Angel um, Correa. Madrid wins 0-0 with Arel. Madrid has Arel. 0-0 first leg, 0-0 second leg. Um, Sevilla beats Elche 2-0. Marshall had an, an, an okay game. Also in Germ- Germany, um, Union Berlin lost um, lost to Dortmund 3-0 and also um, Bayern lost to Bochum 4-2 in those games. Yeah, so that's... 4-2. It was, it was weird. And they, and they scored first as well. 
was, was yeah. kind of, yeah, but yeah, anyways. For, for the top four in, in, in the EPL, which of the results that happened this weekend and, you know, midweek was, um, should I say, the most impressive of them? Which of them? Let me use the word most impressive. I think that's the best word to use. What do you mean? Which helped their cause more in the top four? Oh, okay. Which which of the results helped their cause more? Yeah. You know, in, the, in over the week. That's the midweek games and then the weekend. Uh, I think... Elisa, go first. Yeah, go first. Me? Really? Uh, really, I'm not sure. I, I did like um, City's win against Norwich, but at the same time, it's Norwich. But maybe Arsenal then winning against Wolves because that, that was a game that like you know Wolves is a very very defensively sound team this season and they beat them and you know Wolves went on to go on to beat they beat Tottenham 2-0 two, two nil, two nil today so I think that was a really good win but there's also concerns that's like you know our squad being thin we don't have Martinelli for the next game so good good win I wouldn't say impressive because we didn't really play that well but three points regardless Olajek yeah, I mean, that's exactly what I was going to say. I was going to say the, the Arsenal win. Just because, not because it was a it was a great performance, just because of his three points. And just because, I mean, United played played two games in the week and they dropped from, they could have gotten six points. They got, they got yeah, they got two because it was two draws. So obviously that's that's great for that's great for Arsenal to uh yeah to to be closer and obviously West Ham as well they played today two two uh draw against Leicester so it was kind of like I mean all your top four rivals are kind of dropping points and you, you got the points that you you got I mean, not, not deserved but I mean eh, <laughs> you get it how you live man yeah that's <laughs> what, yeah. what's what's up with my Oh well, I mean the there was no honeymoon period we are anyway, so I wouldn't say the honeymoon is over. It's just you know I don't know. It's <laughs> I can't I can't say this is particularly what's wrong with United. I think it's it's like cancer, you know, when you're at the third stage and you're like to to know where to know where it all started from, you've got to go way back. You get it's not the problem didn't just start this season it started way back from the days of Mourinho even probably before Mourinho but I mean it's it's sad it's it's sad you know and and things are just you know, we've had this run of you know easy looking fixtures and we've managed to blow so many leads against Villa we blew a 2-0 lead uh, this week against Burnley we build, we blew a goal lead. That's counting yesterday. A goal lead. Middlesbrough last weekend, the FA Cup. We blew a lead and and ended up losing it. You know, uh, penalty shootout. So I I don't know what the problem is. To be honest, I mean, for the first time as, as a United fan, I can't say this is the solution to this problem. I, I don't I don't know. I, I can't say anything beyond that. But Ronaldo is like. The greatest striker of this generation, and he's at United now, and he can't score. So I, I don't know what the problem is. I'm, I'm sorry to say. People <laughs> I, I are talking know. about midfielder. What? People are talking about midfielder. The midfield is not it's just not it. The midfield. Look, Rashford wasted a couple of chances yesterday. Yeah. That, that's not the fault of the midfield. I agree. 
agree. You get me? So, you can't say this is the real problem. You can say, okay, yes, the boardroom, they've not signed players, they've signed players based on reputations and all that. Yeah. But United are not the only team that have signed players based on reputations. You know. But it's repeatedly, it's actually repeatedly that they sign players on reputation. You know, they've put square pegs in round holes. It's repeatedly. You know, if it's just a one-off or once in a while you make four signings, yes, I can understand. Or repeatedly, they don't know what profile of team they want to, you know, Look, I, they don't know what style of football they want to play. I get that a lot. Um, in that. You, you look at Liverpool, for example. Liverpool know, or should I say, Liverpool, they, they, they sort of, at the start, they knew their financial strength. So they knew to probably strengthen their team properly. They've got to look for players that they believe would peak in perhaps three years after the, after signing them. So they probably they probably went to um, I think they signed um, Robertson from from was it All City? And, yeah, all, yeah, all, yeah. And then they also signed a couple of players from you know not players that not hit their peak when they were signed. You you feel me? Mm. I mean, how much did they sign Salah? Uh, even money was. Uh, yeah, you get what I'm saying. So yeah. they had the, the 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 knack of getting players just as they were about to pick. You get even mm-hmm. continue continue from from Inter Milan. Yeah, was it was Inter, yeah. yeah, it was uh, maybe ten or fifteen million or something. Might have been lower. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, if not, low. yeah, you get me. So yeah. it was eight million. It was about eight million. Yeah, from Inter. You get me. So if, if you look at that, then you can. If you look at how United have spent money on the other hand. We've gone for players that, yeah, these guys are, you know, they're ready. Vanderbilt, 40 million. Fred, 40 million plus. Yeah. 65 million. 50 yeah. million for one Bissaka. And 80, 90 million. Worst player on for the pitch. What's about the VAT for, Man- for, for, uh, yeah. for Maguire? <laughs> Maguire. I think me. that's the root of it. Now, now look, at, look at Maguire now. Man City looked at Maguire and they were probably quoted 80 million or something. Like, no, 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 no. This guy is not worth it. And they went to Portugal and they got um, Ruben Diaz. You get me? United should have done that. We should be in a position where we're like, look, this guy is too expensive. He's not. He's not good enough for the for the price we're being quoted. Let's go to Portugal and get someone. We don't. We don't want to take that risk. We always try to buy ready-made players. Is it that your scouting is poor or what? Because definitely I mean... the scouting is poor. At, at a point, I think we had 52 scouts. That's, that's not a lot, I don't think. How mm-hmm. can you have, have 52 scouts and you're signing Fred? Who, who, who scouted Fred and said this guy is worth 50 million pounds? Who? Seriously, can I, can I Can I Can I mention a backstory about this Fred issue? Sure, Because sure. the season before, before mine signed him, we had... He had an unbelievable season. He had a great season in Shakhtar. Mm-hmm. And Man City were sniffing at him and yeah. you know, trying to sign him. You know, but they, they didn't sign him. I think they couldn't just come up with the the numbers just didn't add up. Yeah. So the next season when they signed um Fred, you know, when Manu came and Manu said that ah, they want to pay 40 million for it, they thought Manu was joking. Because I've read all these very coded reports and, and stuff like that. They thought they were joking for real. Yeah. And and the and the guy asked and the um um 
the manager asked for more money about 60 65 million and man you were like okay no problem and that's how they picked up <laughs> that's how they picked up Fred, you know so look at one bisaka he, he had only played one season as a right back this is somebody who could not get into a crystal palace squad playing as a right midfielder he wasn't good enough and then he was converted to a right back and that one season he decided to Paid 50 million, and that guy is a good defender here, but he is a center half playing right back, yeah, you know. So, and he's not even tall enough to be a center half, he, does, he can't hold the ball properly. So, there are so many flaws in each of the signs. But let's let's mind use problems are plenty. And Ralph, maybe, maybe uh, the girl was right, the, the girl was talking about uh, his jazz. <laughs> Can I, can, I, can I add one thing to the um, City United thing? Okay, okay, final one. Yeah, it, yeah, I was just going to say, like, um, it seems like that, that became a theme for a while, where, like, City would go after players who didn't actually make sense on their team, and then United would buy them, and immediately became terrible. Like, this happened with Alexis, it happened with Fred, it happened with Maguire. Like, these are all players... Even like, Ronaldo. Like, these are all, yeah, these are all players... That, yeah, like, even Ronaldo, players, like, yes. Like, you look at it, like, this player doesn't make sense playing for City. Why would they buy in the first place? And out of nowhere, United buy. I don't know. That's, that was really. It's weird. just a, it's terrible mentality. And, that, let's, and let's, that makes you that makes you wonder what those fifty-two scouts are up to. That that that's the point. What 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 exactly are they up to? I but, mean, I can get but, Ronaldo. Yeah. Don't, don't scout Ronaldo just playing Ronaldo, so I can. I can. Yeah, but I, I mean, Ronaldo. Out. Yeah, Ronaldo wasn't. It wasn't a pressing need for for United at thirty-seven yeah. years old. Like it's it's you had. Well, I mean, Greenwood is, you know, is obviously you not know playing what? out, but Wait. at the time you had Greenwood. Like it's not. Uh, I, I didn't get it. You know what? You know what? You know. I don't even think signing Ronaldo. I don't think age is a factor really because I can assure you, Ronaldo was at City right now. We'll be topping the charts. Because he, he wants he Ronaldo score. is not a good footballer anyway. He will score goals. That's he the cannot point. play football. He will score goals. Everything is a is a stretch for him. Like he's he's just he's not good. It's the team. I'm I'm serious. Look, if Ronaldo was, okay, like, was, was on the city team, team, right? If it, if it was on the city team right now, all those little tappings that Ryan Sterling was was scoring yesterday. Are you, are you telling me Ronaldo will not score those goals? Also, also, I have no doubt that like the KDB Ronaldo connection is like Ali Sasson. I have no doubt See, about that. Ronaldo has got lots of goals at City. Yeah, lots of. He will also be on the bench for a couple of games, no doubt. People keep rotating. That that won't change. They will score pockets of goals. Okay, so let's <laughs> let's let's leave Ronaldo and mind you. Another team that surprised me. You know, even though they've not really started using their signings as, especially Bruno, has been Newcastle. A couple of results, a couple of clean sheets, even beat uh, yeah. um, um, Lampard's everything last week. Another free yeah. kick from Kieran Trevor today. Solid performance. Dan Bourne has been an upgrade in that in that uh, defense. He has been a serious upgrade. In that defense, Chris Rude has been solid. Oh, I just don't. I, I I don't think this player can remain in Newcastle next season. Saint Maximum. That guy is electric, man. Is that something you're gonna say? <laughs> I think. Pardon? 
He's, he's a franchise player. I mean, next season, if they don't get relegated, then they are, they become uh, at the very least a top six. Well, I don't know, top six team. Then becomes a Europa League player. Like he's he's going to have he's going to have the he's he's putting Newcastle on his back. One, I, I think he's going to stay there for the long run. To be honest, I think he likes it there. To be honest, yeah, he signed a six-year contract. I don't think that, I don't I don't think they're gonna sell him though. He's still very useful. He's a very good player. I mean for Newcastle's level, he's a very good player. So why why would they sell him? And he has a like you said, he has a six-year contract. So it's not like he's gonna get up and say he wants to leave all of his money. Because now he's gonna have better players around him. So where is he going really? It's not like he's gonna start at Liverpool or he's gonna start at Chelsea or United. Oh, he might start at United. He's not gonna start at <laughs> 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 you get it. so there's no reason for him to leave the place. He's, he's well paid, and they're on the up. You get me? And, and I know it's football. You know it's football. Maybe Barcelona yeah. might have interest or something. But if it's within England, there, I don't think he has any reason to leave Newcastle. I don't think so. I was going to say he played. He played really, really well against Everton. Like I watched. I watched the whole game. Like I watched like. I watched like 30 minutes of that United game and I just couldn't do anymore. So I changed to Newcastle Everton and it was, he was like, he was leaving Everton defenders and they are in like dust. Like he, they only had one assist. I don't even think he score, but like he created so many chances, took so many players with him off the dribble. Like he was really, really impressive in that game. And besides him, like Ryan Fraser, who was like new to their bench last season, he's been really, he's been pretty good in the games he's played. Trophia scored another free kick today. He was incredible. Like and even like Joe Linton, who they're suddenly playing as a as a central midfielder, was actually good. I can't lie, that, that that tactical switch is is, is yeah, a masterstroke. Yeah. It's yeah, the crazy, craziest thing. It's a masterstroke, man. It's he's joking. <laughs> he's playing football, man. He's, yeah, he's been insane. I can't think oh. of many many like strikers who were like the guy at their former club cost forty million would now play central midfield and would be like Lacazette. No, 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 I would be fine with it. Like, they wouldn't complain. They wouldn't give any interviews. Like, we nailed them. We nailed them. Yes, okay, that's a good example. That's, yes, you did that. We nailed them is a very good example. It. He was playing Champions League as a striker, yeah. you know, in Holland. He even scored a couple of Champions League goals. I think he even scored against Arsenal one year like that. Yeah. You know, and when he came to England, he was, you know, he was playing almost like that before he became a holding midfielder or box-to-box. Mm. Yeah, they were really good. I'm really... I was impressed with it, and like St James's Park, I like I just like old stadiums like that where like the atmosphere, the atmosphere really comes together. You know, Newcastle is it's a big for the fans. It means a lot to the fans. So I was really I really enjoyed that. Let's 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 um let's touch in um on Spain quickly. We saw we saw um, Real Madrid. They were unlucky. They created chances. Bill cost a couple of great saves. Asensio to do this thing, man. It was hack Vinicius for 90 minutes against Villarreal. Uh, they wanted to kill him, break his legs and everything. And of course, they miss Benzema. They miss Benzema, and to me, they miss Modric. This um, this kid, this Uruguayan kid, is very good, Valverde, but he's not. He's no Modric at all. And Cruz missed him. He missed him dearly. Missed him dearly. Yes, he's more dynamic than Modric, but Modric's ability to play all those different kinds of passes. Once Valverde holds the ball, he's breaking the lines. That's all he does. And I think that sometimes they needed a, a measure of guile, which they did create chances with. But 
it wasn't it wasn't supposed to be. Villarreal was solid. They need they need Benzema on Tuesday if they stand a chance of scoring any form of goals against this PSG side. Uh, well, you're right. Yeah, I mean, they're gonna they're gonna struggle without Benzema. Ben, see, Benzema is that kind of striker that that brings out the best, you know, from you know, the players around him, especially the younger ones. They need that guy that can hold up the ball, you know, give them little passes, you know, one on one, one twos, and things like that. Uh, of course, against PSG, I mean. Without Benzema against against Pierre, that's a huge loss. I don't know. I don't know if he's gonna make it, but I, I really hope so. So we can have you know the spectacle, the one we all want. We don't want any big boys missing that game. So uh, in terms of La Liga, like I've always said, uh, we all know this is not the best Real Madrid squad, you know, in a while. But I think they still they're gonna be good enough to win La Liga. So uh, I don't think Sevilla is gonna catch them. Atletico are not going to catch them. Uh, they win this weekend, so they're four points behind. Yeah, I know, but you, you just... I don't see Sevilla catching them. Oh, no. Yeah. Well, maybe Martial, like, you know. Martial? <laughs> <laughs> no, they lost him there, but they were screaming his name. Ah, it's a matter of time. <laughs> they gave him an ovation. Ah, the real Martial will soon stand up. <laughs> 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 okay, so um, um, let's shift to what Atletico did. Oblak has been the worst I've seen Oblak play since I started following Oblak from Benfica this season. Like, if they just kick the ball towards the post, he just enters, which is ridiculous. Because if you check his next um, goal saved over the last couple of seasons, it's outrageous. He's been clearly the best goalkeeper in the world. But this season, he hasn't been maybe top 20 or even less. He's been absolutely terrible this season. And of course, Atletico have had their injuries. And um, um, Simeone has has not been able to put a team together to play games together, you know, a couple of games together. And, and then another part that upsets me about what Simeone has done, has me, he has kept out, to me, their best player this season has been... Uh, Korea is their best goal scorer this season and everything. And he hasn't delivered and he, he has delivered when playing, but he keeps on excluding him from the team, not starting him. And tonight he did. Started um Korea, started Felix, started um, Suarez, and they scored four goals. Four goals. Even even before even the red card that Felipe got, they still scored four goals. It was a it was a good performance. I won't say it was a brilliant performance, but it was good. It was a good performance for Atletico. Uh, no, no, I was just going to say, I, I didn't watch that game, but I was going to say, like, um, regarding Giles Felix, because I think we had a conversation about him like a couple of, uh, couple of weeks ago. And apparently he came out and he said he, had, he has been playing with an injury for like six months. So, sorry? Yeah, he said it was a broken foot. Like yeah, broken, yeah, uh, he has been playing with a, a yes, broken foot yeah. for like six months. So, yeah, I just wanted to uh, just mention that maybe we're, yeah, we're being harsh on him a little bit. Okay, so okay, okay, so finally, let's uh, oh, not finally, Zuma <laughs> kick the cat across the across the. <laughs> yeah, the <laughs> kick the cat across the straight one in, in Manu or you know the Olympic Stadium. 
and the whole world wants and the whole of England wants his head. He didn't kill anybody. He didn't kill anything. Yes, he was a. It was. I can't condone you hurting an animal. But how do you eat animals? It's not by killing them. Don't you hurt them? So I don't get. Uh, I don't get the focus. Okay. <laughs> It was terrible. What he did was wrong, no doubt about it. What he did was wrong. But everybody is pushing towards the racialized the way, um, the way the reaction has been. What say you guys? Anyway, uh, let me hear. Okay. Um, first and first, I want to say that I mean we're not condoning um, animal cruelty. Just you get. We're just giving personal opinions. Now, um, I think. There, there are cultural issues there, okay? Where we come from, that is Nigeria, we don't perhaps see animals like dogs and cats the same way people from, you know, say Europe see them. And it's not even about being being progressive, being advanced or being backward. It's just a cultural thing. In the same way in India, they see their cattle as some form of, you know, special animal. The same way some people see, you know, different cultures have different, you know, views on animals. You get me? But Zuma, I believe, was born in France, right? And he grew up in and he grew up in France. So Zuma grew up in a society where culturally a dog and a and a cat are seen as, you know, special pets and you know. You don't just, these are not animals you, you arm unless perhaps your life is at you know, risk or something. Now, in his own case, there, there are two ways I'm going to just analyze. I don't want to waste our time on this, really. But the first thing is, you have a cat that is yours in your house, right? And then you kick your cat, you slap your cat around, and you're stupid enough to, to record it, okay? And then you... Remember, it wasn't him that recorded it. Yeah, his brother, his brother. I'm assuming his brother also was born in France. He's a younger brother. So <laughs> now you're stupid enough to do that on tape, and then stupid enough to upload it. And then when the old, you know, stop stop blew up, West Ham, as the novice club that, that they are, instead of just coming out and apologizing and telling Zuma to come out, just find him immediately, donate the money to some animal stuff do a couple of videos and stuff like that. They decided, they decided to play him and just be like, yeah, all of you, man, we don't give, we don't care. We're going to play him. And there's no, you should understand that in societies like that, you're going to have rich men and women on boards of, of some of these companies. And some of these rich men and women are animal lovers. You get me? A director and one of those sponsors could be someone that is planning to will a million to his dog when he dies. You get me? Someone like that is not going to see you kicking a cat and, and want to pay you some... I mean, it's not. he's going to be really upset about it. So, first things first, we have to say Zuma... I mean, he showed a lot of crass stupidity with, with his actions. And West Ham were so naive, so novice, to just, just act like nothing happened and they played him the next day. You get me. So, of course, I can I can see where the whole reaction thing is coming from. That oh, why people are taking this too far and all that. But you need to understand that we're living in a, in a corporate world here. Yeah. It's about sales. 
It's about selling your products. And if a, 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 if a large part of society are, are against something and you don't stand up against that, you could, you could lose your profits. You get me? If animal rights group come out now and say, look, we're going to cancel Adidas. Adidas, gonna they're going to lose a lot of money because of Zuma. To avoid that, they've got to perhaps cancel their contract for now. It's, it's a corporate thing. It's not as if the old world is... The old, are, you, are you getting what I'm saying? Because this is, uh-huh. this is actually a crime. He could be arrested for it. Yeah. And he hasn't been arrested. So I don't get where the racism thing is coming no, from. No, no, no. They the, didn't the, take the, his The racism yeah, yeah, thing yeah. is not... No, people want... It wasn't a racism thing like... People are, uh, the racism thing was this action that Zuma has done is yeah. reprehensible, it's, it's trash, it's whatever. Yeah. There is uh, a, a, the reaction to it has been definite, has been he's been fined two weeks' salary, his cuts okay. have been taken away, he's had okay. to apologize, blah, blah blah, whatever, whatever, whatever. There's been actions yeah. taken against him. Racism yeah. thing is there have been racist people, and, and obviously, the, the thing that was mentioned the most was obviously Suarez. And and Suarez was also affiliated with Adidas. Zuma is affiliated with Adidas and West Ham. Suarez got, uh, first of all, Liverpool came out with shirts that was publicly in support of Suarez. There was no, how much, how much did he get? Did he get fined? I don't know, maybe under 100K. 15,000 or something. So, something. Something like, you know, minute like that. Like the, the difference in. Um, in uh um yeah reactions to the two acts have been so um the, the difference has been so wide and people are like is one worse than the other that was that was where the racism okay, came okay, in it wasn't okay, about okay. like okay well, okay well to be to be fair to be to be fair to to suarez number one that happened 10 years ago or if not more like nine yeah exactly that's one you you get so the, you can't compare those times to now things are a bit different now you get me that's one two Suarez used a word that in his language is not exactly racist but but to say it to someone in England is racist same thing that happened with Cavani yeah. Cavani called his black friend Negrito or something like that the friend yeah. was not offended because he understood that in their culture you call black people that you get me so Suarez's case was a bit different you get you see I'm black yeah. dude. Zuma, I'm a yeah. black dude like Zuma. So I'm not trying to say there's no racism in the world. But the two cases are not exactly the same. And I mean, not, not just Zuma, though. There have been, I mean, even, okay, even Hungary, when they were, there was, okay, this was not 10 years ago. This was, what, two years ago when they played against yeah. England. There was monkey chance and all that. What did they do? I think they, they first of all, they made them, like, they, they banned them, they banned them for, like, three games or something, and they find the country. I don't know. I, I don't know how much it was. It was very, I think it was less than what they find Zuma. And that but was the whole but, but, wait, but wait, that's UEFA. But that's my point, yeah. though. Like, yeah. corporate wait, bodies have EPL, been able to do something. Wait, 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 the EPL has not banned Zuma. They've not said they are banning Zuma for kicking his car. So you can't blame the EPL. West Ham yeah. actually want to play Zuma. So you can't say West Ham are... They could have played today, if not for a Exactly. So you can't yeah, say West Ham have a problem. You can't alleged say West Ham... Alleged knock. It alleged was fine. <laughs> yeah. So you can't say West Ham have <laughs> got a problem with Zuma. You, get, you can't say West Ham have got a problem with Zuma. Moyes was ready to play Zuma. So his coach doesn't have a problem with him. So it's more about animal lovers. And trust me, lots of, lots of West Ham fans are also animal lovers. 
There's a, also, just to add to this, uh, just last thing on this, it's also like perception. Because I saw a couple articles by, um, um, so let's say them by name, a very sensationalist um, publication, I won't say the name, but they published a piece like a couple of days ago and it was talking about, like t- trying to like compare the situation, talking about Zuma and how, uh, not Zuma, Thomas Muller and how he, he breeds horses. You guys might have to cut this. But he breeds horses to sell their semen because this is a very profitable thing to do. So on, okay. so on, so on. And animal groups, animal groups hate it. They hate, they hate this. They hate the what's it called like horse racing, those kind of things because it's exploitative. Even though really, it's kind of safe. But they probably they published a piece about it. It's like it was. I saw it. I saw it floating on Twitter today again. People talking about how this is animal abuse. Just this, that. No one cares because it's seen differently as opposed to you know slapping a cat, hitting a cat, so to say, even though both of them, and the way you have to do, like, the, the way you have to do the process is in the same way, like, it's it's dangerous, something something similar to, like, you know, like, like um, the running of the polls in Spain, where that's just an accepted culture, and if you try to do a piece to, like, cancel someone that was involved in it, it would be ridiculous. So it's, it's more about, like, the perception of it, where, like, there's rules that there's laws in place that protect cats and so on, where you can be arrested for that kind of thing. Dogs, cats, domesticated animals. But like with cows, so on, animals are like relative, like, like, like uh, what's the word? Uh, regularly slaughtered. Those laws don't really seem to Those laws don't really apply. So the RSC, RSCPA doesn't really care about it. That's just how it is. Okay, so um, so with with all these things that we've read about Zuma thing, it should he could have he should have been fined. Yes, I'm not saying he shouldn't have been fined. He should have been fined for him losing his his sponsorship against um with um uh, with Adidas. I I felt wasn't right. I felt so, but you know these things have gray areas. It's not black or white. So, yeah. like Ay rightly said, it's all about perception. You have talked about what Thomas Muller does you, um, in terms of the breeding of horses. So everything is about perception. But I think that this conversation has helped us to know that the Zuma thing, yeah, it was blown out of proportion from different cultures. They're like, seriously? For a cat? Olobo. Seriously? Oh. <laughs> it does. But I saw I saw a tweet today though. Like it it it, it kind of. I mean, it helps the next case of racism that there is going to be there because they are like the, the reaction to it is going to be so. Like the people are going to have to take it like really serious, like in quotes, because like now it's be like oh, because uh, we did this for Zuma, like we have to we have to act like uh, our uh, reaction to racism is even is even equal or as as uh, as serious as it is for cats and stuff. So they're going to be next person is going to be fined like two million or something something crazy. Like that. <laughs> I would say also like, the David Moyes quotes on it were very weird. That was just another okay, yeah. Okay, so um, <laughs> okay, let's move on to other other guys. Um, AY, what, what happened in the NBA this week? The trades were just <laughs> wow, yeah, yeah, uh, a fun week, eh? Um, well, uh, the main trade, like we all know, was the the Simmons uh, Harden trade. Uh, ben Simmons, uh, um, Curry, Seth Curry, uh, Andrew Drummond. Uh, the 2022 pick, first round pick, and the 2027 second round pick, which could be swapped, or which could roll into 2020, uh, 2028, for um, uh, Paul Millsap and um, James Harden. James Harden. 
Yeah, and uh, it's been a long time coming. I think if you, if you check the 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 story of how Arden ended up at the, on the Nets, he actually wanted to go to Philly to join uh, Daryl Murray, but the Rockets were hell bent on not sending him to Daryl Murray, and of course the Nets were really desperate too, so they gave them you know, lots of you know chips to get Arden. So he, he always wanted to go to Philly, to be frank. And it wasn't, you know, with the old injuries to KD, Kyrie uh, Irving's uh, part-time status. I think I think he just got tired of Brooklyn, really. And then, you know, the fun part. Some people have been saying perhaps we don't have lots of strip clubs in Brooklyn. Perhaps that's why he prefers to be that feeling. <laughs> <laughs> so, and I don't think that's the reason anyway, because he could fly to Philly anytime he wants to. So, uh, so that's it. Um, you probably ask who won the. Okay, let me maybe maybe I should throw that to the open. I mean, who do you think won that? Police, who won the trade? I think it's I think it's the Nets. Not even like to go into like um, James Harden's status, his contract status, all that stuff, all that sort of stuff. I think the fact that they got Seth Curry is insane because you, now it's hugely insane. Seriously, yeah. no, hold on, hold on. <laughs> let me let me let me let me yeah. explain. Because now, like, if you look at the Nets roster, besides like Joe Harris, Curry, like Harden, who else really shoots or can really shoot? Like now they get someone else who can like create off the dribble. Like I think Seth exactly. Curry was Philly's second highest second highest score in the playoffs last year. Like he scored like 20 points a game. This is the yeah. one that went undrafted. He had to create their whole offense. The fact that they get this guy to add to Kyrie and KD, I think that's because when Joe Harris comes back, it's a remarkable lineup that they can play out. Like this is this is like a all all 40 percent you know three point shooters lineup. This that that's incredible. I, I know why you know why it makes a lot of sense. You no know, people kept saying, oh, they should go for Tyrese Maxi and all. I'm like, look, if you have Ben Simmons, Ben Simmons is someone that can shoot. Just surround him with shooters. That's all you need. Yeah. yeah. Simmons can do. Hello. Yeah. Yeah. Can you hear me? I can hear. Uh, okay. Um. Odisha, continue. Hey, why are you there? No, okay. Odisha, continue. Yeah, I was just gonna say I really, I really like the trade for them because they get Simmons, who uh, I don't know what his status is really, but when he can play, should he play? He's a good defensive player. So it's more things to add to them. It's, I think they're like 27 in defense right now. So, so it's a good thing to add to them. I think it's, it gives them a different dynamic, even though I don't really know how Ben Simmons gets on with Kate. Just saying. I think uh, I also think that there's one part of this deal that nobody's talking about. It puts so much pressure on Steve Nash as a coach. Yeah. Now he has a time, now he has a timeline. A lot of uh, a lot of coaches get through the NBA without getting to, you know, to coach this kind of quality of legendary kind of players. And now that they've added Benson with um, Seth Curry, as you guys have rightly said, he puts, I, I think now he has a window. He probably didn't have because, you know, these guys have been in and out. What do you think, Ewa, what do you think his window will be? Uh, I don't think anyone expects... Well, some people might, but I don't expect the Nets to win this season any longer. I, I don't think it's going to happen. I, so I don't expect the Nets to win this season. 
because when you consider the fact that Simmons has not has not played all season, it's probably going to take a couple of months to get to his peak, and by then we're already deep in the playoffs. And then KD also, you know, probably just going to recover from an injury. Kyrie's part-time status and all that. So I don't think I expect much this season. Maybe if they can somehow make it to the finals in, of the East, I think that would be a good season. But from next season, they probably have to wait. If Adin was still there, you would expect them to win this season. Because you get what I'm saying, because there will be no excuse not to win. You can't say because Kyrie Ivan has got a part-time status issue. I mean, Adin can play point guard, he can shoot, he can pass. So pick Ivan, you should be able to, uh, sorry, pick Adin is enough to, to get you over the top. So I think this season is done already. I don't think they can. They can't beat Miami or, or the Bucs. I don't, I don't see them beating Miami. I think either Miami or the Bucs will win the And that's fair. So if, if yeah. yeah, if Nash can make it to the finals of the East, uh, that would be a good season. That would be a good season. Then we'll see what happens next season. I also want to talk about... Um, I also want us to talk about the other trade that was a blockbuster one. Anyway, you put it on, on the WhatsApp group the other day. I think at the beginning of the week. I think the one with the Pacers? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The Pacers, Pacers got... Um, um, Ali Burton, and they traded um, Sabonis. Sabonis. Uh, well, definitely Sabonis is a better player than Ali Burton right now. Yeah. But Ali Burton has got you know the upside, you know, a couple of years time, and the Pacers had, had been struggling with playing um, Ali Burton. Uh, sorry, we're playing Sabonis. And Antonio Milestone. Yeah. So eventually they had to trade one of them. And getting Alibotin as part of that trade, you know, made a lot of sense. So I think it's a trade that benefits both parties, really. The you know, the Kings have got, you know, the player at his peak, all-star. You know, Sabon is pretty decent. It's not like the poor player. Like on the right team, it could it could deliver. If you, if you put someone like Sabonis on the on the Golden State roster, it would be a very good player. It would really bang there. But um, you know, so it's not it's not a bad trade. I won't say anyone won or anyone lost. It depends on you know what both parties wanted out of the trade. And now you've got body yield on the Pacers. I don't know how that works. So I don't know. It's I'll I'll say both parties B B Pacers right. B. Yeah, Pacers B, Kings B. Yeah. All right. All right. Um, um, Olisa. Yeah. Over the last couple of, you know, LeBron James, um, with with AD, and then of course Russell Westbrook. Everybody was thinking they were going to trade Westbrook and probably package him with THT for some other guys. Um, Rockets wanted to swap um, um, Russell Westbrook for John Wall. All those things didn't happen. Do you think that staying put that Lakers did was the best option for them? That they didn't panic. One, they didn't. They've made. They've already made a couple of mistakes, 
but this time around they didn't panic. Do you think I that think, was a good decision? I think for the, the most part, I think for the most part it was the only it was the only choice. But I think there was a there was the quote from what's his name again for Palenka, where he said, um, yes. essentially we can't force teams to trade with us because there's, I mean, there, there was some like the, you know like you mentioned like the John Wall the John Wall for Westbrook. I don't see why they do that because they also wanted like a 2027 unprotected pick, which would have been insane. So I think I think they've arrived at the point where there's so many mistakes that they can't fix them, and there's nothing else they can really do. Anything they do to try and fix those mistakes is possibly another mistake. So I think I think that's I think that's what they had to do. They played they played really well last night against Golden State. They lost because you know down the stretch they couldn't make free throws, but. I think they just kind of have to accept where it is now. They, what they said it was it was said that they, they're going to look at the buy up market. We'll see how that goes for them. I don't really I don't really know where they go from there. Okay, um, Ay, you guys have won seven games in the last couple of weeks. No, um, you, you at first you were really really hard on your coach. Has your perception changed a little? Just a little. You think good? Just a, <laughs> uh, okay, let, let me just say something about 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 Ross. You know, I like talking about Ross a lot. <laughs> oh, let's not talk about Ross. Let's <laughs> let's not bury him. We've already killed him. Let's, uh, okay, okay. let's move on to Celtic. Okay, Celtic. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, um, well, I still I'm not gonna get I'm not gonna get too excited because I still see some schoolboy errors from you know Udoka. Uh the difference between say a couple of months ago and now the major difference is that now you've got you know Jalen Brown fit and you know it seems Tatum is you know not hogging the ball like he used to so I can see some you know improvements from you know, from, from how they're playing and of course we've got we've always had a good defense you get me so, I mean, this is where we should be. We should be maybe fifth seed, sixth seed. That's what we expect. So, in the right place. And, and don't forget, this is a team that was that was in the Eastern Conference Finals two years ago, and it's basically the same players. So, if we are sixth or seventh, are we better or are we worse? So before you say, "Oh, Doka is this," you know, this genius. I mean, just. Mm-hmm. Look at it from that angle. It's basically the same team from two years ago. Nobody's saying, yeah, nobody. And I can yeah, assure you, we're, yes. we're not top five. But teams have been proved. But teams have been proved around it. So you why, can also... Why, why, haven't, why haven't we improved? It's the same players. Yeah, so I get it. Apart from, okay, yeah, we didn't trade well and all that. But yeah, why haven't we improved? Tatum, is not, Tatum is not better than it was two years ago. Is not better. Brown is not better than it was two years ago, and they should be better. I think should besides, be. uh, I think besides two of them, also like um, I guess the mistakes of Danny Ainge, the draft in the last couple of years hasn't been really gone well. Yeah, horrible drafts, horrible drafts, yeah. horrible drafts. So I'm not, I'm not, I'm not that excited. I mean, we're gonna get someone is gonna wipe the floor with us in the first round. It, it's just the truth. We're gonna meet. Look, we're gonna meet at Miami. Don't think it could be Chicago. Bucks, Chicago, uh, maybe Nets if they improve. 
Uh, we can't beat we can't beat any of those four. Well, real, real quick, real quick. You don't think you can beat Chicago? But Chicago, I mean, Chicago has an injury crisis. What if you just need them? You know, no Zach Levine, no Lonzo Ball. You don't all the, all those guys are going to be back for the playoffs. I doubt it. Yeah, honestly, expected to be back. They are expected to be back. Eh, it's expected. Everything's expected. I, don't, I doubt it. We're not beating the Bulls. <laughs> okay, so okay, let's let, let, <laughs> I understand what you guys are saying, but I don't agree, but I understand what you guys are saying. LeBron James record this week. Can 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 somebody put it in can somebody put it in serious context? What kind of amazing record is this? Olisa. Mm. Honestly, I can't, I can't do it without laughing. Maybe I shouldn't do it. What Maybe I shouldn't do it. I can't do it without laughing because I just keep on thinking about the free throw he missed. So I can't, I can't do it. Okay. Okay. AY, go for it. Uh, well, I mean, what, do, what, can, what, can, what can we say about LeBron, really? I mean, he's, he's the best player of the generation. So, and he's, he's played uh, 18 seasons, right? So I mean, yeah, season 19. 19, yeah. Season 19, yeah. So are we surprised? <laughs> I mean, I'm not surprised. He still has three years in him. Maybe not as at MVP level, but he still has at least three years in him. You know. So I mean he's, he's a great player. I mean, we all hate on him sometimes because he can be a bit too pushy, he can be bossy, he can be difficult to coach and all that. But the guy knows, he knows his craft. He's a good, he's a good player, solid athlete. He's not been injured for too long. You know, he's not. I don't think LeBron has ever been injured for four months before. Despite his age, uh, that has also helped him, of course. I mean, if you are not, if you are always fit and always playing, it, it's long easier for you to get, yeah, yeah, to, to have stats like this. But I mean, let's give it to him. It's, this also, I won't say it's easier. I, I, I won't say it's easier to have stats because, you know, you we we've been watching basketball for a minute, all of us, and you see guys drifting and out of, of seasons. What I mean is that a particular season, a player is probably an MVP candidate, putting up 26, 27. The next season, he can he can barely put up 21, 20. From nine, he scores seven points. Joel Embiid has played a match recently. Was it this season or last season where he scored zero points? Yes. Zero points. <laughs> it was like two years ago. Oh. Yes. No, it was last season. It wasn't two years ago. Oh, it was wow. last season. Yeah, it was last he scored season. zero yeah. points. Yeah. Do you understand? And he played 30-something minutes. So it wasn't like he played five minutes and got injured or something. He played a lot of minutes. You know, that was why it was a shocker. But this guy has been consistent for decades. For about a year. Almost two decades we are talking about it. This is Brady-esque in it. He's kept that level. And for somebody who who people say he's not even a scorer, but he's a, you know, <laughs> yeah. a passer. And then he and he's very efficient. He's shooting about 50%, you know, from the field. Yes, his free throws are, are, are the worst part of his game. We know that part of it. Yeah. But imagine he was maybe KD-ish or just under KD-ish in free throws. You know, yeah. he will be averaging about 30 points or 31 points for his career. Yeah. He's that good. Yeah, he's that good. My that brother, was... my brother the, the, good, the good Lord has given every player a flaw. 
Yeah. Maybe you know, maybe like he played the Spurs in San Antonio or something where you can say, oh, and it's not on TV where you can say like, okay, I get it. Like this was a game in Peace Center. They they were playing Golden State. Like it felt like a game that you know it means enough that like they can you know ESPN or something can get together and like they commemorate this game. Not in like the same way that they did for Steph Curry's three point three point record because I get that's different and there's a history to it. But at least this means something. It's the most points ever scored in the NBA. Uh, yeah, I think I think look if if. I think it's because LeBron has not been on the same team for too long. So I think Lakers fans are not really, are not really warm to him like that. You get me? Like yeah. you can't compare that with Steph. Steph, yeah. I mean, in Oakland is, is godlike. You get me? So that might that might that might that might be one of the reasons. But I'm sure they they find time to just uh, give him maybe a plaque or something to you know, <laughs> to make it better. Yeah. That I, I think okay, that so. <laughs> Well, I felt that he should have been celebrated more. He wasn't. But finally, I mean, it was Kobe. It was Kobe. I mean, he should have been really celebrated. Yeah, but he's not. He's not. He's not Kobe. He's the yeah, playing one franchise. Yeah, I get what you're saying. I get yeah, what you're saying. Like not really Laker like that. I Man, he's just been there for three years. Yeah. Okay. So let's 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 just touch on the last topic of today. NFL tonight is the Super Bowl between the Rams and um, Cincinnati Bengals. But before we touch on that quickly, and you know, give predictions and reasons why we're giving the predictions because tonight is the match. Um, Aaron Rodgers wins his fourth MVP, back-to-back MVP. He's 38, 43 total touchdowns to four interceptions. How ridiculous was he this season in the regular season? And remember, he missed two games out of 17. He missed one game where, I would say two games, he missed one game, one that he didn't turn up the first game of the season. It was not just, it was terrible. In fact, he <laughs> had almost all his interceptions in that game. Yeah. And he put together, he put together a really, really good season. You know, he, he, eh. I'm finding it hard to credit him because he spent the entire offseason, you know, um, essentially shitting on shitting on his team and shitting on like the players around him, the, the, the franchise decisions. But when he was on it, he was on it. Like he he came through with it and uh it was a really good season. It's just there's such a distaste from everything that's gone on around. Like do you get do you get what I mean? Yeah, I do. I do. Anyway. Like it's Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. O- okay. O- Olisa, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Um. Ay, what do you have to say about Rogers? Four, number four. Uh well, yeah, he's um second down to Peyton Manning. So. Peyton Manning, yeah. Peyton Manning has five years four, so, and he's one ahead of um um Brady, Tom Brady. So. Yeah, TB, TB. Yeah, <laughs> I would have loved, I would have loved, you know, if he really wanted to see it, but I think Rogers was was better. 
aside from the whole you know, vaccination controversy and the fact that I wanted to leave Packers, uh, he had a really good season. Yeah, on paper with stats and everything. Perhaps they could have gone further than they did, but it is what it is. So let's just celebrate the, the legend that he is. Um, yeah. Okay. So who wins tonight, guys? Last word, who wins tonight? Cincinnati Bengals versus LA Rams. Who wins tonight? Cincinnati, baby. Joe, Joe, my man. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say Rams just because I've seen so many people pick Cincinnati and um, like I, I like Joe Burrow, I like Chase, everything. I just think if you watch the two teams and you heard someone say Bengals, you would think they were crazy. That's how I look at it. <laughs> like there's, there, there's, so many, there's so many reasons for me, to, for me to not want to pick Cincinnati. I can't go through them. Lisa, your money is going to end up in my pocket, man. Continue. I'm just, I'm, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, like, I'm just saying, like, they're like, they're like a five-point underdog in this game. Like, you look, like, you look at everything, that whole line gave up nine sacks to Tennessee. Like, everything you look at says this shouldn't work. That's how it looks. <laughs> okay. Oh, because they have who they have. They have Eli Apple, and he's meant to. He's meant to what's it called? Cover Cooper Cup or the back or the back of like. I don't know about that. I'm, I'm very, very worried about that. Yeah, man. Super Cup that, 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 that one that had the greatest oh, receiving season. In my yeah. Over 2,000 yards in, a, in an NFL season. Ridiculous. Yeah. Ridiculous. And how many touchdowns? 16 touchdowns or so? That guy was prolific. Absolutely prolific. So, um, with that, we by next week, we would have by the end of tonight, we would have gotten to know who won the Super Bowl. Yeah, I would have gone with Lisa's money in my pocket by the end. So, by the end of tonight, we'll get to know who wins the Super Bowl. Um, thank you very much for you, for your time. You guys have been absolutely amazing tonight. Um, we hope Zuma gets to play again quickly and then all this debug goes away. So yeah, I bet this week we're going to win my birthday. <laughs> we're going to be talking about the big game between PSG and Real Madrid. So we, we have a, a packed week this week to talk about for the next episode. But let's say enjoy this and uh, thank you, everyone. Make sure you check us on all podcast platforms. This is Between the Lines with IBK, Olisa, AY, and Olua Good night. Mm-hmm.